0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
0: Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, my friends. We will be right back to the show. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. And this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm here with my guest today, Hatsu Ramadan. Hatsu, how are you, my friend? What is going on?
2: Michael, what's up, man? What's up? I'm glad to be here. Glad to have some fun to your audience talking all about thinking unbroken. I think it's such a critical conversation, just how we think. So let's take it where you want.
0: Yeah, I, I love it, man. And it's so true. It's, it applies to life, career, business, success, relationships intimacy, everything, like it's so much about what happens in our life is how we think. But you know, you and I have connected a little bit. I know a bit about your background and your story and and what you've done as an entrepreneur, as a father is so much against the grain of the societal norm. And before we like super dive in, why don't you give folks a little bit of background about your journey and kind of how you ended up where you are right now?
2: Yes. I mean, entrepreneurship, you know, some folks ask, is this, something anyone can do, and I think it is. Um, For me personally, I started at a young age, at 12. I was selling blow pops out of high school to make some money, and I was doing it for fun. Um, But my journey full-time into this really started a pivotal decision I had to make was, like many of you here, I was working a job, right? So I went to school, I got a job, and we ended up having our baby. And for paternity leave at the corporation I was at, they said, you have two weeks. So I had to make a decision if I wanted to be a present dad, or have somebody have some company control my life so when I was told I had two weeks I had to figure out how can I make money um, that's how this that's how my brand make money in terms of bird It's how do I make money so I don't have to have someone control me have a job control me and I can do what I want so that was uh, back in 2014 and we've simply just used the internet we've used the e-commerce model uh, really to put products in front of people that already exist from major brands so it's been a crazy journey uh, super passionate about helping people to break free, super passionate about helping people think different and create money from home using just the internet.
0: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And I, I I like you. I've been an entrepreneur really since I was 18 years old, excuse me, since I was eight years old, but I got legal in business when I was 18 because I was doing some other shit. We've talked about that. Everybody knows yeah. what's up there. Um, but the, the truth about it is, especially if you live in America and, and most weather Western societies, you know, being able to go and be with your children, it's just not going to happen. You're, you're forced or you're tied. And I see some shifts happening, but it's not yet to where it should be. You know, I worked for a fortune 10 company at, at 20 years old and I, I we had to schedule out vacations like seven months in advance, eight months in advance, a year in advance, you couldn't just get sick. They would, you know, you'd get written up like we in high school, like what the fuck is this? And so then you're, you're in this place where as an adult, you're like, I want to be able to show up in my life and take care of my family and do that. And you're faced with this juxtaposition of understanding something. If you move from your livelihood, it ruins your livelihood. But if you don't move from your livelihood, then it will ruin your livelihood. And so you're stuck in this weird place where you have to make a choice. What was it like for you? Because I know so many people are stuck, but they're paralyzed by fear, right? As I'm sure you were. What was that journey like? You're like, okay, I want to be with my kid. How did you do that?
2: Yeah, so first thing that I think is important is personal development has been, it's been involved with my life since middle school, Uh, reading books, having mentors. And believe it or not, when the decision came for me, it was simple because I had thought about it for so long. I had thought about the day that I'd have a kid and what if I'm working at a job and I'm anticipating that they're going to say, no, you can't live this life that you want. So some people say you're playing checkers. I was playing chess. I had already that this conversation would go exactly how it did Um, and then I had a strategy on what would I do when this conversation came up so it wasn't fear at all and a lot of it started with the simple fact that I believed it was possible and I believed it was possible because one I had studied it and knew a little bit about it but two I had seen other people who I was watching who had success so coupled that with personal development with mentorship only way that I couldn't win is if I didn't do anything. And I think that's what a lot of people need to realize is if you just take your first step and show up, you've already beat half the people. You've already beat half the people just by showing up. So if you can add a layer of it's possible or believe that you can do it, really sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating. And, And I agree. And so much of this starts with belief in yourself, but I think even folks who still at some level have the belief are still paralyzed by the idea of, you know, is it going to work? Should I actually try it? There's no parachute. There's no plan B, but that applies to life across the board. We're not talking about just entrepreneurship. Like that's easy. Anybody can be an entrepreneur. But I think the harder thing about it is, and and what you understand and what I believe that I understand is living life on your terms. How, how do you really like step into this idea? Like you can live life on your terms. You can have the life you want to have, the family you want to have, the career you want to have. When over here on the other side of the room, everybody's telling you, you better get in the box and do what the hell we tell you to do and raise your hand if you need to go to the bathroom.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> funny you say that. We got to get in the box. One of the things I say is don't just think outside the box, create your own. So I think everyone, everyone has a story and everyone has a gift. And the quicker we can become owners, owners of our life, take responsible of our life, our future. Um, it's not a blame game. It's not someone else's responsibility. It's our responsibility. So this whole idea of thinking outside the box and creating your own, it is really about, you know, what is, what does somebody want in their life and what I may want may not be the same as you, and it may not be the same as someone else. And that's okay. But it goes back to really an understanding of redefining success and normal. So the whole reason why I came out with this stuff is really to challenge the status quo. It's to make folks look from a different lens on, is this the life I want or am I living someone else's life? Not only that, we can go deeper and say, is this someone else's painted picture of what success means? So each person's life is different. Not everyone's a parent. I get that. But what is it in their life? What is in your life that you want? And if we can work backwards from getting the finances taken care of then we can begin to have different options about how do we design this? Maybe for some folks, it's being a digital nomad. There's a lot of folks in my space that they take pride in going country to country just using a laptop and a cell phone to make money. Someone like myself that has kids, it's not as easy, but that flexibility and option is there. But it also comes with a lot of stress, potentially. So there's always going to be ups and downs and pros and cons. But at the end of the day, I think if we're able to control the things that we can control, and realize that it will come with some stress and some pressure then we can begin to start designing from a different standpoint one of the things you mentioned was people are telling you don't do this and stay in this box i think once you start talking to other people who believe what you believe and think like you think you're talking to a different crowd of people but i agree there's a lot of people who are telling you don't do it it's stupid it's a waste of your time you're going to fail but there's also the people like me there's the people like michael who are telling you it's possible they're telling you, what if you took that first step and you did come on the other side? And we need more of encouragement, not discouragement. There's enough people out there telling you what's not going to work. There's enough people out there telling you don't do it. But there's not everyone that you're going to meet every single day that's going to tell you that you can do it, it's possible, and for you to go take that first step. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation about it because everyone, regardless of where you come from, regardless of your background, regardless of the mistakes you made or the success you've had, you have a story and you have something special. It's your job to get that out to the world. It's your job to share that and maybe help somebody else.
0: Yeah, and I I couldn't agree more. It entirely is. And, And more so, you may have to do something really difficult in this, which is something I don't think people talk about enough. You might have to take some friends out of your life. You might have to remove some people in your journey. You might have to get in alignment with the people you want to draft behind, who you can follow and mimic model and master to have the life that you want to have. And I don't know about you, but I've had to take so many people out of my life and it's not ideal. I don't think anybody wants to, but, but has that been in your experience as well as you grow that you've had to like really identify like who is your circle?
2: Yeah. So that's an important part because a lot of people feel like it's like, leave your family alone, leave your friends alone. And it's, it's not that I'm very social. I'm a networker, but who I, can, who I allow to consume my time is just as important as who I'm spending my time with. So it's not this idea that we have to cut people out, but I think as you're growing, naturally your circle is going to change. And you can still have your boys from back in the day. But when you're wanting advice in business, are you going to go to your boy who's still doing the same things you were doing as your boys back in the day? Or are you going to go to someone who's building something that you say, I can maybe do that? So I think it's just the understanding that knowing we're not saying kick people to the curb and don't talk with them talk with them again. But I'm certainly going to challenge where you're spending your time and who you're spending it with. And, you know, we talk a lot about, I think a lot about kind of like who's influencing up here, right? What are you listening to? What are you reading? And it can be dangerous if you're not realizing who's consuming your time. And it doesn't have to go to a guilt thing about, yeah, but it's my best friend or yeah, but it's my mom or any other title or relationship you want. It's just you have to be conscious that if you're going to go from a to b and the people who are consuming a lot of your time are influencing your perspectives or influencing your thoughts you might have to leave them for a period of time to grow to go to that next level and that's okay you can always go back to them so i don't want to put some sort of negative stigma on this idea that cut people out your life it's just for a season of your life you're going to have to do things different you're going to have to listen to different people you're going to have to do some things with folks, maybe who you haven't spent a lot of time with for the better. And that comes with maybe not spending most of your time with the folks who you thought you would be.
0: Yeah. I, I love that perspective. And I often think about this idea of, of mentors and and as a coach and as a mentor and both personal development and growth, but also in business. Like I even have these people in my life. There are multiple people who I'm like constantly learning from constantly, like being enamored by even because I'm like, damn, they've got that thing. I've been trying to figure it out, figured out. And so I try to go behind that. How do you, I think that especially, and as a man talking to another man in this context, there is this huge, what I would call misnomer in the nomenclature about how men ask for help in society when it comes to life, career, business, family, the whole nine. I look at as help as being like a must, it is a a catalyst for every great change that I've ever had in my life. How, how does help if it does play a role in your life and being willing to like put yourself, extend yourself into vulnerability and say, I can't do this alone.
2: Yeah, so that's a good point. I think no, no one's perfect, and we all know that. And you know, set your pride, set your ego aside, and it's okay to ask for help. And we don't have to call it help. Talk to somebody who knows a little bit more than it about you. So maybe some people are triggered by help, and I don't want to ask for help. Fine. Can you talk to someone who's maybe dealt with parenting issues that has kids older than yours? You don't have to call it help, but I think we have to be conscious enough to know that we're not perfect. We also need to be aware enough to be in a place where we can ask for help and that's okay. I've had mentors my whole life who helped me maybe silently, which I didn't recognize as help. But today sitting here, I'm like, there's reasons why they put me in these environments. There's reasons why they extended these invitations. And it doesn't have to be masked as help, but behind it, it's absolutely a way to steer me in a direction for the better. And I think that's the important thing about coaches or mentors or teachers or whatever you want to call them is some people can see things and steer you in a direction for your better. And if we haven't walked that path and we don't know it all, which we all don't know at all, sometimes follow that, what people are putting in front of you. We can call it help. We can call it, uh, you know, direction. But I think health is something that everybody has because no one's perfect. And if we're sitting here really listening to this saying yeah i don't need help you're probably actually the one who needs to get help
0: <laughs> now i love that you said that it's so true so who are the who are the mentors who are the people in your life that have played this big role in the impact and and what was it that they brought to your life that helped you be on the trajectory that you're on now
2: yep so the biggest the biggest thing that started a lot of my journey was in middle school i was in a mentoring program and the woman who ran the program exposed me to a lot of things. And, you know, when I look at people's experiences and people's life, a lot of it's exposure. What are you being exposed to, good or bad, but that exposure gives you a pretty diverse set of lens to filter in your own head with your own decisions and your own thoughts what you want and to decide for that. So that was one of the most impactful experiences that I had as a youth. I was volunteering 100 hours a year as a kid, and most kids are sleeping in, maybe playing video games or doing other things. That was something that became foundational for me, which isn't about getting, but it's giving back your time without expecting money. And that stayed with me even to this day, which is if we can't give dollars, fine. Can we give our time to help somebody else? But that exposure alone is a lot of the foundations on how I operate today. Yes, we want money, but if we can't give the dollars, or maybe we don't want to give the dollars, your choice, can we help somebody else with simply our time with our gift, with our talent, with our knowledge, with the information that we have to help somebody move forward? So that mentoring program, the woman who ran that, definitely influential on in my life. Uh, having a present dad who was my grandfather's my father figure definitely made a difference. And we don't need to go on a bandwagon about statistics about dads that aren't involved or a man in a home or not. But for me personally, it's the reason, one of the major reasons, which is why I've chosen to be a stay-at-home dad. And for those of you that are parents, it's stressful on this side. And it's stressful at a job or it's stressful running a business. So I've chosen at this point in my life to take this stress on because it's more important to me than not being there. It's more important to me to expose my kids to the things that I believe are important to me and in their life, to help them be their own independent people. So mentors have been a critical part throughout my whole life. From the middle school up to the college and even beyond college, I began to pay experts for mentorship and help me shortcut things that will slow me down.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I think constantly about this idea. Like, it, it's this concept I came up with, and I, I really just named it the other day, but it have been sitting with me for a while of TEAM, but T E. M T E E M and time, effort, energy, money. If you want to be involved in creating change in your life, you're gonna have to invest time, effort, energy, or money. And if you don't have one, you need to source the other. And if you don't have the other, source the other, and so on and so forth, till you start to move towards creating the life that you want to have. And ultimately, I and I love what you said about choosing to be a stay-at-home father and taking on that stress, what I'm constantly thinking about is how much pain am I willing to take on to not have to have the pain of the thing that I don't want, right? And, and the power that that plays. So as you're in this role and as you're crafting and creating your life, like, because I know that we have some people who are stay at home parents and some people who are trying to figure out, like, how do you like really build your life and from a structure standpoint, I mean, I don't think it would do much good to dive into like how to build out Google analytics and stuff like that, but more so, how do you start to formulate an idea about what you believe is capable for your life so that you can create a livelihood and well-being on your terms?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that I found with a lot of parents across the board is just this, this idea that we've lost time, right? Like the day runs away. Like, these are some of the comments that you hear is like, the day is gone. And the first thing I think we have to do is first prioritize our time. I have 24 hours just like you. So we have to first prioritize our time, which may mean getting up early or staying up late. And as far as kind of creating this ideal life that you want or the structure that you want, there also comes balance for yourself. So one of the things that I do a lot is I'll work, I'll hustle, but I also go play and I don't play all day, but I play when I don't want to work. I don't work. And for me, that's important. I'm not saying it's the best thing for you, but for me, it's important because I, I recognize when I'm getting burnt out and for me to sit in front of a screen or do other things, I'm not going to be effective. Then what's the point? Something that could take four hours, taking me eight. Is if I recognize that, then I'll step away from it. So for the parents who are wanting to juggle this life of parenting and making money, building a business, whatever they want to do, we got to first get our time back, right? You mentioned in team, part of it's time. So we have to get our time back. If the 24 hours are there, how do we maximize our time? I get up early in the morning so I can be productive in that hour, probably get three hours worth of work done if I want. But I'm also preparing like what is the high level stuff I need to get done in that hour and the other stuff doesn't need to be priority. But it goes back to prioritizing your time. The other thing on top of that, which I talked about, is we got to take care of ourselves. And too many parents are putting themselves secondary or on the back burner and catching up. I've had to catch myself a handful of times where it's just go, 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 and it's exhausting. And it comes with stress. And you recognize the stress, you feel the stress, but it's like you got to do what you got to do. But there's a point, too, where you have to turn that off. Because it's gonna catch up with you in the form of you don't feel well, you gotta take some time off because something happened or whatever. But I think that's the biggest thing is own your time, but also kind of strategize what are the things that you need to do, not have to do, but what are the things that you need to do that are gonna help you in your life, in your business, in your relationship, help you go from A to B.
0: What do you think? So, what I'm constantly thinking about is if you're in a position you know you're like okay i have i have a child or i have a child on the and or you know maybe not maybe i don't have either of those things but i i want to get out of this corporate thing i want to get out of this structure in which i constantly feel like i'm devalued which i feel like i don't get to bring anything to the table which i you know my voice is not heard and i i want to take that first step but i don't really understand the process i don't know how or or i'm scared How do you start to do that? Because I think one of the biggest hindrances, and, and I agree with what you said a few moments ago, like if you take the first step, you're light years ahead of everybody else, but you have to be willing to take the first step. I think one of the huge mistakes people make, however, is taking the first step with no idea of a game plan or what's down the road. So how do you prepare yourself to to a step into this position in which you can create the life that you want to have on your terms while understanding like, you've never done it before, so it's all new? We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken trauma healing coaching program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, Understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive, it's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show.
2: Good question, man. I think a lot of, a lot of businesses mindset, like 80% of this stuff is what's in your head. And there's two, there's two sides of it, right? You have the approach where it's just bone, burn the burn the bridge and roll with it. If you have the confidence in the balls or the courage to do that go ahead right you know worst case scenario is you go back to a job potentially there's also the people who are maybe on the more planning side and they're in this phase where it's let me think about it let me consider it and days and weeks and years go by i think the best thing somebody can do if they're on that side of the fence where they're like i don't know i'm not sure start a side hustle like you work eight to five eight to seven you got plenty of time from 8 o'clock to 10 p.m., 11 p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m. And you no, know, maybe you don't want to get off work and go work four or five hours. But I would challenge you to think if you can work eight to 10 hours for me or somebody else, and you can't commit a portion of your time, 25%, 50%, even 100% of your time to yourself, maybe it's not for you. And that's not to kind of say you're wrong, but if you actually want to do this and you don't believe it's possible, start something on the side build your confidence up by making your first sale get your first customer make your first dollar allow that to build confidence in yourself encourage that you can actually do this once you start getting some momentum and you recognize that there's going to be ups and downs and you can deal with that emotionally start to have a different conversation because everyone's coming from a different place maybe you have a partner who's supporting and has income coming in maybe you're solely by yourself and you quit your job, income zero. You started this business it doesn't work. And now you're saying, how do I pay rent? How do I pay mortgage? Don't put yourself in a bind out of silliness if you know that you can't handle the emotional. And I think a lot of folks want to glorify it as, like, do this on your own terms. There's, there's an emotional side which ties into the mental side where when shit hits the fan, you got to be able to roll with that. You got to be able to stand up and say, what is my next plan? Even when it sucks and you don't know what to do. And in entrepreneurship, we're solving problems and we're figuring stuff out. But to say, let's figure it out in the heat of the moment is a lot different than things look good. And I've been having a fantastic quarter, fantastic year. So if you're working at a job, start a side hustle. If you're working at a job and you want to leave the job and you've got some bankroll to support you for six to 12 months, time's on your side. Time's on your side to really go in for this first one, two, three, six, 12 months, as opposed to you working for that job, which is maybe demanding eight plus hours of your time for several days a week, you know your own situation. And I'm not going to tell you to kind of go put yourself in a predicament, but if you've got some bankroll stashed up because you're a saver, I think you're in a position where you can make these decisions that maybe somebody normal or normal thinking would tell you don't do it. But it also comes with you having courage and the willingness to put in the work to do what you need to do, because no one's knocking on your door saying, hey, submit this or, hey, get on a podcast. You're in control. So if you know that you don't have that discipline, you're going to face it one time or another. So I think it really depends on where you are financially, where you are emotionally and you being aware and conscious of your own situation when things don't go well.
0: Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. And, and and more so also like you have to be willing to understand, and I think this applies to life, that you may fail in this process, but, but failure creates these really beautiful data points for what you can leverage going forward. And you know, I, I share openly, even as a business coach, I even as someone who in, in the other part of my life has worked with huge corporations that we all have heard of. I failed my first two legal businesses. They did not work. I made mistakes, but I learned that have helped me project into the future all of the information that I need to create what I want next. But you have to be able to be willing to do that. But that applies to life across the board. And I think, unfortunately, so many of us aimlessly suffer because we're terrified of the idea that we can create the life that we want to have. And sometimes for some of us, the life that we want to have is on the other side of that desk, not being in that place every single day where we feel like our soul is being sucked, which was my experience working for a fortune 10 company. And then like I, I was on the burn the fucking bridge guy. Right. (laughs) I like I, you take the ship out, we burned it, we set it on fire, did not come back to that. And I haven't since. And that was well over a decade ago. And that's worked well for me. But before I tried that, it didn't work so well, right? And so I think life is often a a series of of learning and and making mistakes, but it's trusting in yourself that you have the ability. And and I think for a lot of people who have come through hard times, one of the most difficult things that we have to do is try to trust ourselves and try to trust our gut, try to trust our intuition, because the world is often told us, like, when you do that, it's not going to work. How do you... Especially as someone who has a lot on the line, like how do you trust yourself that you're making the right choices for your life?
2: Well, it, it's a it's a gut check, and I think it comes with repetition. So, I hired my first celebrity coach after getting fired, and you know people would say that's crazy to do this, but me writing a check to somebody has been so normal for me that I didn't think twice about it. What the only thing I thought about was am I willing to actually spend the time to get the results? And when you talk about this feeling, this decision, we're making them every day. We we know a lot of the times what, what we should decide. Now, if we do decide that's different, but that first initial instinct where it's like, yeah, don't go to that party. Don't do this. Once you get that and you go against it is when things may come up. So I don't have a I don't have a you know special formula to kind of say hey here's how you know but i think the more you can get a, be aware of yourself and then look at how many times when you make decisions are you on or are you off let that guide you as opposed to what someone else is telling you to do should i quit this job you should quit it if you got the courage to do what you need to do to make stuff happen now if i say can you make it happen and you look up um and you think about it do you believe it so you know that's that's let that guide you is the decision you're making i look at things as a best case scenario and a worst case scenario what's the worst case scenario if you make this decision because if we know the worst case scenario is it worth it then on the upside if the best case scenario is to not have a boss be able to you know live in foreign countries or be able to garden all day like is the upside worth it when that decision you make maybe goes wrong but yet you've already figured out what is the worst case scenario and that's how I look at a lot of things Uh, the money stuff you know it you you can always go back to a job if you quit and you know when you said you burned the burges I was working at a corporation didn't get a promotion and after four years one of the top performers in the company Literally, once I didn't get that promotion within two weeks, I put a two-week notice in. I was young. I didn't have kids. I wasn't married. I was just responsible for myself. So I didn't have the stress of having to worry about anyone else. And what filled this in my head is, why wouldn't I get a job? Right? So why wouldn't I get a job? But not only that, it's I had some money saved up. And the why not go get another job, that confidence came from I'd already done well in my job. I just didn't agree with me not getting the promotion. So I think when you talk about these decisions and you think about how do you know, begin to be aware on where are you from a base point? Are you typically on or off of you make these radical decisions or these things that people tell you not to be like, man, I'm always wrong. I don't know why I did it. Yeah, I know that. If that's your mindset or if that's the case, I think you already know that. But at some point, you can fix that. You can change that. You can learn to do something different about that. So if you're typically wrong, why are you wrong? Is it because you don't listen to information? Is it because you are a know it all? Is it because you had information that you just omitted or "Eh, I don't know about that. And it's like, dude, that's critical stuff you didn't look at. You only know that.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think if you're constantly in the camp of people going, wow, you made another mistake. You really, really, really need to step into trying to understand what's actually happening. And it's that you're not following your intuition. You're not believing in yourself or the more common solution you're not putting in the work. And that, that is across the board to everything in life. You have to put in a tremendous amount of work to have the life that you want to have, but it all starts with whether or not you believe that you're capable of doing it because without belief, it's not going to come to fruition. No one's going to Disney moment your life into you. You're going to have to go and do some hard things, right? What is it that you want to accomplish in the future? What does what life for you look like as you head down this path and try to create a, a, a life on your terms?
2: Yeah, so two of the big focuses that I have is one is showing everyday people and parents that they don't have to choose between making money and raising family. The other thing is tapping into the youth to show them at a young age. we you don't have to wait till 16 to go make money. We don't have to wait till 18 for someone to tell us to go to school and get a job. We can actually start at a much younger age with the right information the right uh, coaches and guidance to begin to have these ideas of what if so i'm super passionate about working with these youth Uh, i started at 12 years old and i think there's something magical about these youth that are in sixth seventh grade that maybe they're disruptive maybe they're not your traditional kid maybe they're distractions. maybe they think weird all these other things that we put these labels on I'm starting to wonder and piece together that if these are the kids that are real entrepreneurs that we're masking as troublemakers or kids that aren't focused or all these other things that we put on them and it's really giving them these tools to realize that as easy it is for you to go punch a cash register or wash a car or any of these other things that you do, what if you had the same energy for yourself? And if we built these habits into them at a young age to encourage them, to inspire them, to show them what's possible so that way when they go to the world they're not looking to say who am i going to work for they're saying who am i going to interview and hire for to work for me so a completely different mindset and i think if we get this into the masses, especially youth it is powerful not only that they've learned at a young age that they're in control of their finances and the future they're not depending on a job they're not depending on a government they're not depending on finishing school getting an acceptance into a job or anything like that because they have the confidence and the skill sets that they can go out and create How did they do that? At a young age, they started doing things on their own. So that's the things I'm passionate about, you know, working with just everyday people, people who can take this account, they already have and monetize it. They can share their journey with someone else and help somebody else. And on the backside of it, sure, it may come with some dollars in their bank account. Uh, But it's just this idea of you can create what you want, but it comes with work. And if you're not willing to do the work, you're not willing to get what you want.
0: Yeah, I I love it. And I think that, you know, if I rewind, I, I was the worst kid in school. I mean, the worst. I mean, not only fighting, but I was selling drugs at school. I got expelled when I was 15. I mean, I was just the worst kid of man. I just hated it. I didn't want to be there. It didn't make sense to me. And I just think like, if I'd have had some of the tools I have now, then I'd probably be Elon Musk, right? And you know, whatever, you get the joke. But the the point is like, it matters, right? It matters to create change and to create impact in the world. Uh, What I'm so curious about is why does it matter to you? You know, I think a lot of people will say things like that. And what I'm curious about is why does it matter? Why is this important to you?
2: So it matters because too many people are afraid to bet on themselves. And in a world where we're living where, you know, we're we're constantly getting told as people that success looks like this. What do you believe? And when you ask people what do they believe, some are confused. Some have adopted other people's beliefs as their own, not even aware. So it's important to me because I know that not everyone has to be an entrepreneur, but we have to first think like one. And when we talk about options, we talk about choices, life's unpredictable, but if you have in your tool belt, the ability to create, if you have in your tool belt, the ability to recognize opportunity, when life hits you in the face, in your tool belt, you can pull out these things that can help you move forward. Coronavirus woke a lot of people up. Overnight, people lost jobs overnight, you know, parents who weren't homeschooling are now teachers. And... In the business that I was in, that I am in, it was a big opportunity. But the world went out to the masses and said, doom, life's over. This is bad. Oh, my gosh, it's catastrophe," And it wrecked a lot of people. And I started getting more vocal about this idea of making money from home. Because in my life, nothing really changed. We pulled our kids out of school, but nothing really changed because we've been doing this. So it's just the idea to give people the power back not about you have to be in business. It's not about that's the best thing for you to do. It's this idea that you have to take power back. You have to own your time back. You have to be in control of your life. But for a long time, we've simply given that control and power to somebody, to an organization, to an entity, and normalized it. For a long time, we've idolized nannies and daycares because this is what you do when you have kids. And I'm sitting there saying that. I don't understand, even if you have all the money, why would you wanna have kids have a pet if your intent is just to put them in daycares and have somebody else raise them? But again, it's not about what's right for me is right for somebody else, but it's just challenging these normals. It's challenging life that we look at as, oh yeah, you're supposed to have kids and put them in daycare and get a nanny. And it's like, but why? when reality is we are the message, we are the gift. We just have to uncover that and take it to the world.
0: Yeah, it's, it's powerful. I I think about this every day and, and you might relate to this. I'm, I'm sure you do, at least to some capacity. I've had people for, I don't know, the last 10, 12, 13 years of my life, be like, you're a workaholic. And I go, no, no, no. See, the thing you don't understand is you like to go on vacations. And you clock out at five o'clock and you're always working for the weekend and I take time off whenever I want to. And that's not gloating. Let me be very clear. Like I've had to earn the ability to do that, which many people do. And we get caught up in this idea that, you know, because I decide to work at eight o'clock at night, I'm a workaholic. No, I didn't work at 12 o'clock in the afternoon while you were. I wasn't having my lunch at my desk. I was at the coffee shop around the corner, hanging out with a friend, having a meeting. I was at the gym at two o'clock in the afternoon because that's when I wanted to go to the gym. I was up at six o'clock in the morning going on a walk, right? And that's the thing that people need to understand. Do I work more than most people? Yeah, of course, but I'm trying to create a change in the world. But I'm not a workaholic because I don't sacrifice the other parts of my life to be successful. It just comes with the territory. And I love what you said. And, and I'd like you to, before I ask my last question, I, I want to say this. What you said about the fact that you don't have to be an entrepreneur, but you can use the tools is so incredibly practical. Because the one thing that I'm always trying to help people understand, especially in this podcast, Is life is about living life on your terms for you because you want to, not because someone else dictated it to you, not because someone else said this is how you should show up, but because you chose to. And that's so powerful. If I could like make that the magic pill, I'd be a bazillionaire because (laughs) that's what it's about at the end of the day. Can you live life on your terms? And so I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that to the table today. Um, before I ask you my final question, tell everyone where they can find you.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'm on Instagram. Uh, why not break free, make money on your terms? That's my brand. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Hops or Ramadan. But the brands make money on your terms. It's exactly that. How do we create money to live a life we want? And regardless if you believe in entrepreneurship, you want to be one, you think it won't work for you or not, We are all doing the same thing. We're figuring out how to earn money to live this life, support a family, go on a vacation, feed your dogs, go on mountains, sit in beaches, whatever it If is. We're all doing the same thing. Is there a better way? Mm -hmm. And I think at this point in 2021, we all know what happened last year during Corona, that there is a better way. Now, if you believe it or not, isn't my problem. But we know that the old way of go to work, and come home for 40 years is the old way. But again, it's not to tell you what you have to do, but at what point in your life do you actually want to take back your time or control the life that you have? And it's different for everybody. I go back and forth with this with friends, with family about why do this when you can do this. But at the end of the day, for some people, it is easier to know you leave work at five and you shut it off. It really is. And for other people, it's, hey, I got to go to the gym at two o'clock today and you couldn't go till six o'clock and you're already tired. Pick your hard, pick your want. For me, maybe it is easier to go back to work, but the freedom to be able to do what you want is worth the struggle. It's worth the headache. It's worth the struggle. Yeah. I love I it. And I, I get c- told to eat at 12 o'clock when I want to eat at one day.
0: Yeah. I I resonate. And and, and I love that you went back to it. Like you don't have to do anything just because either of us say it. You only have to do it because it's what you want to do. That's the thing you have to take away from this conversation today. Life is about you. Money just happens to be the currency of the way that we exist in the world. And you can't argue that, and it ain't going away. So you have to understand that the way that you make money should be on your terms. And I, I, love, I love the brand, I love the idea of make money on your terms, because ultimately that's about living life for you first. Hatsu, my friend, amazing conversation. My last question for you today is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken?
2: Unbroken to me is no different than what is normal. And each person's gonna define it different. But when when I think of unbroken, we're thinking about as, as as a people, as a human, we're all coming with fragments and things. But to truly be unbroken means that you can take the hits, you can take what you are with what you have and use this to begin to fix, begin to put the bandages and stop the leaks. But someone who's unbroken can also be unstoppable. And I think that's the magic of it is you can be unbroken. You could be sick, but can you be unstoppable? Can you be the person that wakes up, gets the hits, even when things are good and then when things are bad, we can look at it as it's broke or it's failed. But being unbroken means you're able to get back up. It means you're able to look things in the face and realize that you have the capabilities to solve it. We talked about the tool belt. In your tool belt, when things happen, when things are broke, do you have the ability to fix it? Do you have the ability to stand on your own two feet and know what to do? This critical thinking, this ability to go in a belt and pick out the tool to help you move that one step forward. Some may call it broke. Some may call it fixed, some may call it bandage. That's the power, is knowing what to do in the situation when stuff happens because it will. I think entrepreneurship is one of the best things to have in your tool belt. When it comes to helping you stand on your own two feet, use your critical thinking to put yourself in a different or better position than where you may find yourself today, if it's broken or not, struggling or not, happy or not, or simply wanting to do something
0: different. Hmm. I love it. Powerful, my friend. Could not have said it better myself. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for being here. Please, as usual, like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that on Broken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.